Hi there. Welcome to the Calm Podcast, combining academia and life with Marilyn. My name is Marilyn Ritchie, and I have been a mentor and a scientist for 15 years, and I wanted to find a platform to reach more of the academic community than I interact with at my own university. My goal is to give you strategies and ideas for how to achieve harmony between work and life. Sit back, relax, and let's achieve harmony together. Hey there, friends. It's Marilyn. I am back after a few weeks off to do another episode of the Calm Podcast, and it feels great to be back. I hate that I took a few weeks off. It was longer than I intended, but we had construction going on on our street. So last month, it was uh, outside my house, and now this past month, it's been on my street, and there just were no quiet moments during the day. And then my house really isn't that quiet in the evening because uh, I have kids that you know are here and, and loud and active. And then I also took a week of vacation. If you have not taken a break or a vacation this year because of the pandemic and you know the, the effect that it's had on our ability to travel and, and do the usual vacation things that we've done in the past, I strongly, with all of the encouragement I can muster in my voice, encourage you to take a vacation, even if it's a staycation. Although I did one of each this summer. I took one week off at home, and it took a few days to really unplug and unwind and then just kind of do things around the house. And that was great. It was definitely rejuvenating and restful. But this past week... We actually left the house and rented a condo near an ocean so that I could have my feet in the sand and I could see the ocean. And I am a beach person. That is definitely my happy place. And man, I cannot tell you how much more like myself I feel this week after having that change of scenery. It was like a really good jolt to the system, to just be out of the environment that I've been in almost constantly for six months and just do different things. It was a different daily routine and a different evening routine than what we've been doing at home. And I think for me, because I'm a person who tends to have ritual and routine, um, it, it just was so good to be forced out of that and do something different for a week. And I got a lot of sleep. I took naps and I went to bed early and I took walks on the beach at seven o'clock in the morning when there was no one else on the beach. And I found a new podcast. Um, It's called Better Together with Maria Menounos. It is so, so good. Um, It, I don't know how I didn't find it sooner. There are hundreds of episodes or, well, I don't know. It's in the hundreds. It's so good. So, so good. Um, I will put a link to her podcast on the, my website with the notes from today's podcast, but it's just, oh, so good. So all of that is to say, if you have not taken a break from the daily monotony of life this year, work 
and kind of the regular routine of being at home, I cannot encourage you enough to take a break. If you can't take a full week, take three or four days. Take an extra long weekend for Labor Day weekend. Something, I I can't believe how much I needed it. I didn't realize how much I needed it until I had that break and that change in my daily routine and environment. But, oh my gosh, I feel like myself. It's so, so good. So, uh, today we're going to talk about goal setting for the rest of the year. And I don't even necessarily mean only the big ones. We're just going to talk about even little goals. Before I do that, I do want to ask a favor. If if you have any feedback about the podcast, um, things that you're really liking about it, things that you're really not liking about it, I would love to hear that as I spent some time during my vacation coming up with topics for the fall and thinking about kind of how I want the podcast to look for the rest of 2020. I was obviously kind of doing this goal thing while I was on vacation, which is why we're talking about it today. Uh, one of the things that I realized is that I, I've heard from some of my close friends, kind of what they're liking about the podcast or you know, there were some comments about some of the sound that I've made some tweaks, um, but I haven't heard from kind of more people that I don't know really well who might also have opinions that would be good for me to hear. So just some reminders, the the different ways you could send me feedback. One is Twitter. You could tweet to at the calm podcast or to at Marilyn Ritchie. That's my Twitter handle. I also have an email account. It's thecalmpodcast.feedback at gmail.com. Either one of those strategies would work. Um, also, if you could subscribe and review the podcast on whatever application you're using, that would be helpful. I can see that as well. If there's a, a positive or a negative review there, it would be informative to me. And then the last thing I would say is if you are... Um, enjoying the podcast and you feel like there are friends or colleagues at work who would benefit from listening to it, please share it with them. I am, you know, only doing this in my free time for fun. This is not a, a business of any kind, so I don't have money to spend on advertising and that, that's not the goal. The goal is really just to, to try to reach some people. But if there are people who maybe haven't come across it, but you think it would be really helpful to them, I would appreciate if you would share it with them. Okay, so for today's episode, we're going to talk about goals. So today we're going to talk about setting goals and how I think they can be super helpful in kind of staying on track and and being motivated. I think one thing to just recognize about yourself is are you a goal-oriented person? Is this something that you do regularly? Um, Do you do New Year's resolutions or New Year's goals? Or do you take time each month to think about the goals that you have for your life? Or is this something you do weekly or daily? I've mentioned in earlier episodes on the podcast that I do daily goals. So I will write down three things that I want to get done at work 
and three things I want to get done at home each day. And that is kind of the micro goal setting, you know, day to day. But I also tend to set goals at a, a larger level, and I certainly do it at the beginning of the year. I think that the start of a new school year, which is upon us, is also a great time to set goals. I don't know how others feel about it. I, I'm, you know, I was a nerdy kid. I loved school. I, I work at a university because I love school so much. Um, but the beginning of a new school year has always felt like New Year's to me. It's kind of the change of season. It's a new beginning, a fresh start, a clean slate. Typically, it involves, you know, shopping for back to school clothes and a new backpack and supplies. And I I love shopping. It's like my favorite hobby. And I also have always been one of those people who get super excited about school supplies and um, backpacks and bags. And so um, it I love this time of year. And I will say 2020 uh, back to school feels super different from any other back to school ever. And I'm trying to embrace it. But there are definitely um, some aspects that I'm not loving. Like, for example, my kids don't need back to school tennis shoes because they don't leave the house for school this year. So um, I still think we're going to get them because we're going to be doing more movement outside as the weather gets cooler and uh, is not so humid and hot. But I think it's a fun time to think about goals, and I certainly spent some time during my vacation doing that. Um, As I mentioned, I regularly do this, and I looked back at my New Year's goals that I set back in January. I wrote them in my planner, and I was sharing them recently with one of my friends, and she said that um, what is happening in 2020 is my fault because of the goals that I wrote. Um, They are things that would have been challenging for me to do if the pandemic had not happened. But because of the pandemic, I am able to meet a lot of my 2020 goals. So I'm going to read you a few of them. As I was telling her, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, 2020 is my fault. It, it, it's my fault. So um, one of my 2020 goals was to travel less. I used to travel for work a lot, probably two to three times per month for a couple of days at a time. And last year I was getting a little travel weary. So I said, you know, in 2020, I want to travel less. I did not expect that it would be travel none. I meant less, not none, but I am achieving that goal of traveling less. Uh, I had a goal to work from home at least two days per month. Ha, that's funny two days per month. That was cute last year when I hoped to work from home two days per month. Instead, I'm working from home all of the days per month for six months. I had a goal to cook more at least once per week. Again, this is because we used to go out to restaurants and my husband does most of the cooking and I wanted to cook a little bit more because I enjoy it. And I've had no choice but to cook more because we eat all of the meals at home. I also wanted to spend more time connecting with loved ones every day. And that's been super easy to do because I'm home with my family all day, every day, 
And I also have had more time to connect with other loved ones, friends, and, uh, and other family. So 2020 is my fault. I asked to have all of these things. Um, I also had other goals that I met, like starting a podcast and creating a website. I've done both of those things, which is really great. And um, I've also been meeting some of my kind of wellness goals about sleep and water and movement, um, which is also great. All of these have been made easier because I'm home a lot because of the pandemic. But now that we are almost at September, I think it's a good time to revisit our goals. And um, I certainly felt like I needed to write down some new ones because some of these were met so easily that, I mean, they're not really appropriate goals for the rest of the year because they're just done. I mean, I, I don't need a goal to travel less. I, I have no choice but to travel less. Business travel is prohibited. I wouldn't get on an airplane right now for really any reason that I can think of. And there's really nowhere I want to go. Um, so, so it's time for some goal setting. And I also think this time of year is good because we have one third of the year left. And so it, it's a good time to kind of recalibrate, kind of review what we've done this year, what's gone well, what hasn't, and um, figure out, do we need to to make any pivots? Do we need to kind of strategize how to make the rest of the year something that we can be proud of and something that we are, are pleased with? One of the things that I've heard other people talk about for goal setting is to create vision boards. And I thought that was the corniest, most silly thing to do. And so I ignored that suggestion for years. And in 2020, back in January, I decided to try it because I just kept hearing it. And I was like, fine, let me just see, does this, is this useful? So I tried it and it turns out it, it actually can be a really inspiring and motivating way to think about goals. One reason is that visuals are great reminders. So sometimes like reading a list on a piece of paper just isn't very satisfying. Or if you make the list on a computer, it's like, yeah, it's like a bulleted list of things. But pictures are more enjoying to look at. And so I did it back in January. And I just looked at it this morning to see, you know, what were the items on my vision board and how did I do with them? I had a couple of pictures that had to do with fitness because I really wanted to focus on fitness and wellness this year. I had a, an image about book publishing because I really want to finish the draft of the book that I'm writing. I had pictures of Italy because that is the place that I love and I really want to take my family. Obviously, that one is not happening this year. I had a photo of rainbow bookshelves. That was um, one I wanted to arrange my books that way. And for those of you who interact with me at work on Zoom calls, you have seen that I've done that. But it was also a reminder that I want to read more books for pleasure. And I have done that in spades. I had a picture of a mountain house because I want to spend more time around lakes and mountains. And we're actually gonna be doing that uh, soon with a friend who bought a mountain house. 
and I had a picture of a fancy bag that I've wanted for a really long time. I promised myself that when I get the, my next grant funded as a principal investigator, I will buy myself this bag. I got my grant funded um, in August, and I bought the bag the next week. And so I was very pleased when I saw the picture of the bag. I forgot that I had put it there. So it's a great way to just see your goals. Um, you could do it in any number of ways. I did mine on Pinterest. I like Pinterest. It's kind of fun to search through the pictures for the things that you're looking for. So it's kind of entertaining to create it. You could also do it, you know, on paper. You know, you could print out or cut out pictures. Um, you could just create a, a Google Doc or a document somewhere and paste in pictures. You could really do it anyway. I enjoy doing it on Pinterest because I got to kind of look through lots of fun pictures. And not only is it a way to inspire myself, but it also was entertaining to create it. So vision boards is definitely something that uh, you may also be sitting there thinking these sound so dumb because I absolutely did. But it was kind of fun to make it and then it was fun to review it and look at it. And and so I'm going to make another one for this last part of the year to try to to help motivate myself to meet the goals that I have for the rest of the year. So the other things that I'm doing around goal setting for this last third of 2020, I have kind of five things that I am kind of going through um, in a kind of a mental checklist. And I'll review those here. Hopefully some of them are useful in you thinking about kind of how you want the rest of the year to go. All right, the first thing, ask yourself the question, what is going well and what do I need to keep doing? Whether you just mentally think about this or if you sit and write it down or type it into a document, think through what are you really pleased with in life that you want to make sure you keep doing because when we get to the next one, which is the things that aren't going well, if you are going to start to influx some new strategies and some new habits into your daily routine, then you want to make sure that you don't lose sight of the things that are going well and lose that time. So, for example, if you are getting up early to have some time to work on your own writing that you need to do, whether it's writing papers, writing grants, you're writing a book, you write a blog, if you're getting up early to do that and that is going really well and you're really pleased with that kind of set aside writing time for you, then you don't want to also replace that with, I'm going to get up early and exercise because you cannot simultaneously exercise and write. And so I want you to think about what's going well that you don't want to change so that you don't create new goals that make it such that you have to get rid of something you're doing well. You want to come up with goals that kind of add to or improve the quality of life, not take away from the things that you're really pleased with and, and getting joy out of. So think through number one, what is going well that you need to keep doing? And that goes right into number two, which is what is not going well? Where do I need to focus on making change? So if that is I'll stick with the writing example, you're not finding time to write. 
because you have Zoom meetings for 10 hours a day and then you're dealing with the kids and you're watching the news and then you're exhausted and depleted and there's just no energy left for writing. Then something needs to change. So maybe instead of watching the news, that would be your writing time. Or instead of being on social media, that could be your writing time. Or maybe you need to put writing time blocks on your calendar. From 10 a.m. to noon every day is writing time. Or even just two days a week is writing time so that you don't end up on Zoom calls. Think through what it is that you need time to do. And then if you need to, schedule it. Um, I know for myself, there are days that if I don't have time for me blocked on the calendar, I don't get time for me. I can be in Zoom calls from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m., then have dinner with the family, take care of family things, and by 9 o'clock, I'm exhausted and in bed. So go through your list of, you know, what is going well and what's not going well, and then you can figure out how to make changes that will allow you to fit those goals in to your daily schedule. Um, You've heard me say in a previous podcast, um, you know, there's 24 hours in a day. We all have 24 hours. It seems like some people have more because of the amount that they get done, but the reality is that they only have 24 just like us. And what they have done is figured out how to compartmentalize those hours in such a way that they can get the things done that they want to get done. I know for me, the two time sucks where I lose hours of time, if I allow it, are social media and television. I can sit down and turn on the TV and suddenly two and a half hours have passed and I feel like it was five minutes. I just, I get sucked in. I love television. It's something I grew up doing a lot of, watching TV. And so I know for myself, if it's an evening that I need to get stuff done, I cannot turn on the TV. Same thing with social media. I can sit down with a cup of coffee and start scrolling Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, and suddenly an hour has passed. And I'm like, what just happened? How did that even happen? It happens to me. I don't know what your thing is that you can get sucked into, but just know that about yourself and and know that those are the areas where if you're trying to make a change and achieve a new goal, like that thing that you're doing that's taking time away, like that's the time that you could be spending on your goal. That brings us to number three. List your goals. What do you want to achieve in this last third of 2020? Are there goals at work? You want to submit some number of papers. You want to come up with a different mentoring strategy with your students. You want to submit a grant. You want to organize your Dropbox. Whatever those things are that you really would love to get done by the end of 2020, write those down or type them, however you like to to do these things. I am a, a pen and paper type person. I There's something about it that it sticks to my memory and becomes more real than typing. What do you want to get done at home? Are there projects that you have wanted to do around the house and you haven't had a chance? You know, cleaning out the linen closet or painting a bedroom 
whatever those things are. And then personal goals. You know, have you been telling yourself all year, I want to drink more water and you just haven't done it? Okay, well, write it down and figure out how can I drink more water? Or you really wanted to learn how to make sushi. Well, you're spending a lot of time at home. Start watching some YouTube videos and buy a sushi making kit. Whatever those things are, write them down. Um, I am trying for myself to make the list include several items that are simple and realistic that I am confident that I can achieve and feel like the end of the year was a success. And then I have a few things that are um, a reach. They're my big reach goals that I think are going to be harder to get done, but I want to try. I think having a combination of both, some that are simple and realistic and achievable and some that are a big reach is a good thing. If you write down all things that are a big reach and you can't do any of them, you're going to feel like the end of the year was a wash and you're going to feel disappointed that you were not successful in achieving them. So I think it is great to put some down that you can feel good about. And then kind of think through the what is going well and what is not going well, the the things you've already thought through in the context of this list of goals to figure out where you can put in time to achieve these goals. So if it is something about, you know, drinking water, can you set a reminder on your phone? You know, every three hours, drink another glass of water. Just have it like an alarm that goes off as a reminder. Um, I did that for a while at the beginning of 2020 to remind myself to drink water. That was one of my goals for the year and it worked great. So think about that list of goals and how to put that in the context of what's going well and not going well to create a plan for how you could achieve those goals. All right, number four is to find inspiration and motivation to get to your goals. So what is it that would be helpful for you to get to that goal? Is it listening to a specific podcast? And maybe it's just one episode of a podcast that really inspires you. Listen to it every week. You'll get new things out of it every time. You might need um, a reminder set up on your calendar or a reminder or alarm set up on your phone. You might need an accountability partner. Do you need to create a small group of people that together you work on a certain goal? Look for that inspiration and motivation and figure out what it is that you need. And I think one of the most important things as you go into this last third of the year with goals in mind is to avoid negative reinforcement, avoid negative energy. And I don't know where that comes from for you. Um, As I mentioned, my time sucks are, are social media and TV. For me, I am trying to avoid Facebook and the news a lot. There is so much negativity, so much complaining, and it just brings my mood way down. And the reality is that you create your mood. You get to decide if today is going to be a great day or not. If you wake up every morning and say today is going to be a great day, 
it will be. And if you wake up and you're like, today is going to suck, it will. So similarly, if, if you're consuming negative information on the news and negative information on social media, then it's putting you into a negative space that is hard to feel inspired and motivated to achieve your goals. So I have been hiding or um, not following certain people on social media who are just spewing negative information all the time. It We're in a pandemic. We are in a, a, a time where it has become um, really divisive in politics. I think politics are always a little divisive, but right now it is like beyond divisive and people have no qualms about posting about it. And I, I just have to avoid it because it's, it doesn't serve me. It doesn't put me in a good mood. I know where I stand on issues and I don't need social media to be a place to debate it or to talk about it. And so the people who are po- posting like post after post after post about the election and the issues related to that, I'm just I'm just not looking at them. I'm either scrolling past them or I'm silencing them for 30 days. And I'll look at them, you know, in November, I'll start to pay attention again. Um, I don't want to, you know, block people permanently or stop following them because they are my friends. But I, I just don't need to consume that every day. You're mood and kind of what inspires you is based on what you're consuming. And so the good news is that you get to choose what you consume. If you don't want to read certain types of information, don't read it. If you don't want to hear certain types of things in the news, don't watch the news. So find what it is that is inspiring and motivating to you and focus on that. Okay, number five, Uh, it stems from what we just talked about, kind of finding what's inspiring to you. I think it's super important to invest in creating the infrastructure to get the motivation that you need. And I learned about the four tendencies on a podcast last week when I was on vacation. Um, So the four tendencies is from a book. Um, And there's also a quiz by Gretchen Rubin. So if you go to her website, GretchenRubin.com, she has a quiz called the Four Tendencies Quiz. And they talked about this on an episode of Better Together. It was uh, episode 114. So this is Better Together with Maria Menounos. She interviewed Gretchen Rubin, who is a great author. Um, She also authored The Happiness Project and Outer Order Order Inner Calm. Uh, Gretchen's great. I love her books. But this quiz is really helpful in thinking about your goals and setting up your motivation. So there are four tendencies. People are either an upholder, a questioner, an obliger, or a rebel. And where these are important is how you are um, motivated. Do you meet outer expectations or inner expectations? And do you resist outer expectations or inner expectations. So an upholder meets both outer expectations and inner expectations. So they are both internally and externally motivated. A questioner meets internal expectations, 
but resists outer expectations. They question. If somebody else asks them to do something, they question it. They don't just do it. An obliger is the opposite. They meet outer expectations and resist inner expectations. This is someone who is a people pleaser who will do what other people expect of them. So they'll meet other people's deadlines, but they will ignore their own. And then a rebel resists all expectations. So if you are a rebel, you're probably listening to this whole goal setting conversation that I'm having. And you're like, I'm not doing that. There's no way I would do that because I don't think rebels like lists of goals and expectations for themselves. They, this is the, the one tendency that, that would not probably do well with this. Knowing which tendency you are is really important so that you can create the expectations that you need to meet your goals. So if you do need external or outer motivation, create an accountability group, a writing accountability group, an exercise accountability group, a parenting accountability group, whatever it is that your goal requires, create that for yourself. If it is inner expectations that you're trying to meet, just set those goals for yourself and put them, you know, either in your calendar or in your phone or in some some visual reminder. Put a note on your mirror, bathroom mirror, as a reminder in the morning and in the evening. Knowing which tendency you are can help. So if you um, are interested in this, you can go to GretchenRubin.com. The quiz, it, it takes three minutes. It's, I think, eight questions. Super quick. And it gives you information about what tendency you are. And that will then help you think through how to set up your motivations to meet your goals. That is all that I wanted to talk about today in thinking about goal setting. I, I really like setting goals. I am definitely a type A person who likes to check things off a list. And so for me, it feels really good to have a list of things that I want to achieve in a block of time, and then as I achieve them, to cross them off that list. It, it's, it's a weird year. 2020 has just been so, so weird. And I want to go out this last third of the year being kind of proud of how I did the year. It, I think we get to decide if it's a good year or a bad year. It's been a weird year, and it's been a challenging year. And for some of us, it's been really terrible. And for others, it hasn't been terrible. I I will say it's been very challenging and weird, but I can't say it's been terrible for my family. We've had a lot more time together. We've been home a lot more. These are good things. But it's very easy to focus on all of the things that I'm not getting to do that are really disappointing. And I just don't want this last part of the year to be that because I know, I know it's coming. The back to school is different. Halloween will be different. Thanksgiving will be different. Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever holidays you celebrate in the fall, they're all going to be different. The weather is going to get colder and we're going to have to think through what that looks like in terms of connecting with people when we can't be outside. That's been so helpful in this pandemic to be able to be outside and interact with people. But when it gets cold again, it's going to be different. And so I feel like we have to choose. Is this last 30 of the year going to be good or great? Or is it going to be terrible? And 
you know, life is short. We only get so many years on this earth and I don't want to waste one of them and have it be bad because of external things that I have no control over. So I'm going to control my own mindset and goals for the rest of the year. And I'm going to come up with things that, that I can achieve and that I can be proud of, even though I have to mostly be at home. I hope that this conversation has been motivating for you to do the same because I would love I would love to think that people are are able to come up with strategies for themselves to have a good or solid rest of 2020 because they've set some goals for themselves. So with that, I'm going to wrap up just one last reminder about sending feedback. You could do that at the Calm Podcast or at Marilyn Ritchie on Twitter, or you could email me at thecalmpodcast.feedback at gmail.com. And if you like this episode, share it with your friends. Thank you so much. Have a great week, and I will talk to you soon. You've just listened to another episode of The Calm Podcast. I hope that some of the strategies that I talked about are helpful to you in your journey through academia and life. As they say, it's not all about the destination, it's about the journey. Let's make it a great one. Until next time.